So, hello and welcome to a new episode of Wikijabba, a podcast related to Wikipedia and other wiki projects. My name is Sebastian Wallroth and my guest today is Pix on the Wing. On the wing, peaks on the wing. Excuse me. Please introduce yourself. Hello, uh, hello everybody. Um, my name is Andy Mabbott. Uh, my username, obviously, is Pigs on the Wing, which is also my Twitter name. I'm a Wikimedian who lives in Birmingham, in England, uh, and I started editing Wikipedia in 2003. It's 2003. That's pretty early. How did you learn about Wikipedia? Um, I was involved in website management, uh, and so I used to take magazines and read a lot of online mailing lists and so on to keep up with new developments, and I heard about this editable encyclopedia, uh, and I have to try everything out like that, so I, I went and had a look at it, and it seemed very interesting, and I looked for some nature reserves, which are local to where I live. In fact, the uh, charity that runs them was an organization for which I was the webmaster as a volunteer. Uh, and I uh, looked for these reserves and they weren't there. So I created Wikipedia articles about them. Uh, in those days, conflict of interest was less of an issue. It was more important to just get things onto Wikipedia. Uh, and when I'd finished that, uh, I thought, well, what else can I do? So I started to write about related topics and about my home city. Um, and it took off from there. It soon became quite addictive. <laughs> it's, it's addictive. But you have a life uh, beside Wikipedia? Yes. Um, I'm a music fan, hence my username, and I've written some books. Uh, and I'm also a bird watcher. So when I'm not working or editing Wikipedia, I like to be outside, away from computers and electricity and, and things like that, and looking at nature. The bird watcher? Are you photographing? or No, with, just with binoculars and a telescope just looking at things and admiring them and um, looking for rarities and observing seasonal movements and bird behavior. It's very relaxing most of the time. Sometimes it's very competitive and stressful, but mostly it's very relaxing. It involves a lot of walking, so it's healthy when you're usually spending your time at a desk to put on some boots and a good coat and get out into the rain and the wind and the sunshine and walk for many miles through, through the lovely countryside. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have a book with you to to uh, know what birds you are you are seeing, or do you know uh, birds? Uh, in theory, you're supposed to know them without the book, but that's not always the case. It depends where I am. So, if I'm in England, most of the time I know what I'm looking at. Over the years, I've uh, become familiar. When I'm overseas, I definitely have a book with me, and I try to have somebody local with me who can explain things to me. Uh, obviously, the further I go from England, the more I need that. So in Holland and Germany, it's not too bad, but when I go to America or Australia or Canada or the Middle East, I'm really like a beginner and I have to start again. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, um, looked at the uh, global user information page uh, of your account and uh, they say you have more than 180,000 edits on the English Wikipedia, more than 140,000 on comments, 99,000 <laughs> uh, at Wikidata, and more than 3,000 at Wikispecies. Yes. I do I'm, not I'm sorry, I'm not doing more. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, uh, I do not much about this uh, Wikispecies project and when I ask someone else for, on uh, Wiki uh, events, they say this project is uh, dying or it's it's uh, it's not staying in, in, uh, much longer anymore. Is that true? Um, I think its future is uncertain um, and it is certainly controversial that I express this opinion to the people who think Wikispecies is stable and will continue as it is. Um, what Wikispecies is, is a database of taxonomic names for living things. So, um, Pika Pika for the magpie, for instance, and Homo sapiens for human being, human beings. Um, and obviously there are lots and lots of species ranging from big things like elephants and rhinoceroses to small things like bacteria and plants and so on. Um, and the question that some people have asked in the past is, what can wiki species do 
that can't technically be done with Wikidata now. Uh, Wikispecies is obviously the much older project. Uh, and I think when you analyze it, there is very little, if anything, on Wikispecies that technically can't be done with Wikidata if you create a few of the necessary properties on Wikidata. Mm. But what Wikispecies has that Wikidata doesn't is a community of very active taxonomists uh, who are professionals and very experienced and understand their field far more than I do. Uh, some people would throw Wikispecies away completely and just say, we don't need it anymore, we can do it all in Wikidata. Some people would say that Wikispecies has a different ethos and a different approach to Wikidata and a different target audience. And the first set of people would say, yes, but that's a social issue, not a technical one, and we can deal with it all in time. Uh, my response is, is that however we deal with it, we need to bring the two things closer together. And we need to not lose the community on Wikispecies who are the experts. So we need to demonstrate to them over time the benefits of working with Wikidata which I've tried to do for the last couple of years with, with a modicum of success, but not with great success, I have to say. Um, and perhaps the easy way to do that to begin with is to look at the things that aren't taxonomic names that Wikispecies stores. So things like the names of journals and their ISSN numbers and the um, institutions where, where collections of specimens are kept and the names of the taxonomists themselves who name the species and work at the institutions and write the articles in the journals, setting aside the actual taxonomic data to perhaps be looked at later. So there are small steps towards migrating some things onto Wikidata. So Wikispecies already does all of its authority control, all of its unique identifiers or persistent identifiers for people come through Wikidata. And we could do more of that with some of the other things I've just mentioned. But we need to tread slowly and carefully because it is a sensitive subject and some people are opposed to any further integration for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting... Uh point of view that to say that the community needs this uh, platform yes they, they, they've been working on it for i don't know 10 or 12 or more years and so they're very used to it and mm. it does what they need it to do uh, i think that they sometimes forget that there are other people who maybe not editing it but who want to access the data and they will find it in the long term easier to access the data through Wikidata and they will find far more features and it far more um, benefit in using things on Wikidata. For instance, uh, if you look at an entry on Wikidata on a taxonomist compared to on Wikispecies, on Wikispecies it will tell you that this person is an entomologist or an ornithologist or whatever their field is and they're from a particular country and maybe it will give you their birth date and if they're not with us anymore their death date and it will tell you which institution they work at and then it will tell you which articles they've written and which uh, species they've named if you go to wikidata you can have all of that information but you can also have where they were educated and who they were married to and whether they have any uh, famous ancestors or children uh, it will tell you um, whether they were convicted of a crime, it will tell you what they look like, and here's a picture. Um, and then the things that those link to, like their spouse, will link onto other people. So you can find all the people who were married to people who were born in Germany, if you want to, or think, you know that might be quite trivial. But you can probably make more intelligent queries, such as how many species were named at people who were trained at a German university, uh, mm. but the species is in France. You know, if you want to find those sorts of statistics out, you'll be able to get that from Wikidata, whereas you would find that very hard in Wikispecies. And the same for journal articles. In Wikidata, you can see who co-authored things with who and what the relationship to their co-authors are. You can see um, which journal articles cite which other journal articles and which are the most cited uh, journal articles going back in time. And it's very hard to draw that information from Wikidata as it's structured at the moment. Sorry, it's very hard to draw it from Wikispecies as it's structured at the moment, whereas Wikidata makes that very easy. And I think we need to demonstrate uh, how that works and some of the tools that are available to use Wikidata data to the people on Wikispecies in order for them to see the benefit. And I'm quite happy to spend some time doing that. Unfortunately, one or two people on Wikispecies get quite uh, hostile or even abusive if you make suggestions that th anything might change like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has got very deep very quickly. <laughs> um, 
Um, when I'm listening to you, it sounds like you are really excited about Wikidata. Yes, uh, it's not perfect, uh, and it has a lot of things that need to be improved, which which is happening. It's a wiki. This is the way the wikis work. Um, but it has tremendous potential benefits, and it has tremendous currently existing benefits, particularly uh, in terms of its uh, size and speed. So it can hold millions of items and answer queries in seconds. Mm. Uh, and in terms of its interlinking of disparate data sets, so, you know, linking taxonomists to universities, to the people they were married to, to where they were born, and things like that, um, linking different identifiers schemes together. So recently I was demonstrating it, and I was showing all the members of the British Parliament or the House of Lords, so people in one or other chamber of, of our Parliament, um, and how many of them had links to the Internet Movie Database, where they appear because they've either appeared on television documentaries or they had a career as an actor or a film director before they entered the House of Lords or the House of Commons or what it, well, for whatever reason. So that's something you don't immediately think of. But with Wikidata, you can pull that data out very quickly. Uh, it's not necessarily complete yet, but it should be accurate. So what is there is good, and we just need to put more things in and more and more big organisations uh, starting to see the benefits of working with Wikidata in order to to put their part in, in order to connect with other things. Mm -hmm. So will so Wikidata will not only affect uh, Wikispecies, but the other projects too? Yes, it, it already is doing to a greater or lesser extent. So I mentioned that Wikispecies takes its authority control, which are all those identifiers at the foot of an article, uh, like Viaf and Disney and Orchid and so on. Uh, it takes them from Wikidata, but so do uh, most of the Wikipedias, not all of them, sadly, uh, but certainly over 50 and most of the large Wikipedias take their authority control data from Wikidata and display it on Wikipedia articles. They take things like people's official website and Twitter links and things like that from Wikidata because why would we store that data more than once? We have 300 Wikipedias, and if somebody changes their Twitter name, we shouldn't need to change it 300 times on each article in each language. We should only change it once in a central repository, and that's one of the things Wikidata does for us. Some Wikipedias, particularly some of the smaller ones, are taking far more from Wikidata than some of the big Wikipedias like the English or the German Wikipedia are. Uh, and so on something like the Welsh Wikipedia, you have entire list articles that are built from Wikidata on the fly or updated every 24 hours or whatever it might be. Uh, English Wikipedia isn't doing that yet, and I don't think the German Wikipedia is, but I think people are starting to see some of the benefits and starting to trial some of these things, look for the weaknesses and how they need to be fixed, and look at the benefits and how they can be applied. Mm -hmm. You're speaking very fluently about this project. You don't. Thank you. Yeah, it's not. You know. You know. Uh, uh, it's the, when somebody uh, don't doesn't talk too often about a topic, he has to think about it. But you, uh, yeah, it comes uh, out loud like out of out of the out of the spring. So you're talking often about Wikipedia. About Wikipedia and Wikidata. Yes, I, I think I'm very well rehearsed. I give talks about. Um, Wikipedia, Wikidata, and the other Wikimedia projects to a number of bodies. In fact, I've given talks on five continents. So I was very lucky. Last year, I was invited to do a tour of Australia talking about Wikidata. And on the way home, I stopped off in Indonesia and gave some talks. But I do a lot in the UK and around Europe. And I've talked in America and in Qatar and um, various other countries. Uh, and I enjoy it. I, I enjoy public speaking. I know some people find it very difficult and are terrified by it. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the world's best public speaker, but it's something I really enjoy. Uh, and it's a subject about which I'm passionate. So if you put together experience, skill, if I can call it that, at public speaking, and uh, passion, you have three very powerful things combining to, to, to make for a uh, uh, You said I was fluent about it, and to make that happen. Mm. Thank you for the compliment. I'm, I'm proud to own that one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm browsing your user page, and there's a list of uh, wiki media events you uh, joined. Yes. So, so I see you've been in the at the Wikimania in Montreal. Yes, I think I saw you in the distance there, but we didn't get to speak, which I'm sorry for. 
So yeah, hopefully uh, there will be another event where we can meet. Uh, uh, can you give a, a short summary about this Wikimania? Yes, Wikimania in Montreal was my fourth Wikimania. Uh, I did less public speaking at that one than I have at the previous three. I did a little bit about Wikispecies and Wikidata, uh, but I wanted to spend more time listening and discussing with people on a small level rather than standing in front of the room talking. Um, so I spent a lot of time having small conversations with people about how we solve a particular problem or how we deal with a particular issue or asking people how I could help them with whatever it was they were working on. Um, I literally met people from all around the world. I sat talking to one guy from Kathmandu. I met people from Australia and America uh, and all over Europe and all over the Asian subcontinent. Um, I don't think I saw anybody from China or Japan this year, which was a shame because we have in previous years, but quite a, a big variety of people from different places. Uh, and it was interesting to just hear what's happening for them, share some common experiences and contrast some of the differences. Mm -hmm. And you have been on the WikiCT 2017 in Vienna. Oh, WikiCite, we call it, yes. WikiCite. As in citation. Yes, yeah. that, that's a sub-project relating to Wikidata uh, and indeed Wikipedia. So the, the aim of Wikisite is to create a database within Wikidata of all the material that is cited in Wikipedias and possibly a lot of other um, scientific or academic literature besides. So part of the discussion at the moment is how much do we put in and where do we draw the line? Uh, but we're developing tools and mechanisms for creating Wikidata items about individual academic papers, about the journals in which they appear, and about the people who've written the articles, and of course, linking all that together. And the more difficult part is then adding annotations to the articles to say, what do they talk about? So if you have an article that talks about, oh, I don't know, diffraction, are you talking about rainbows or optical glass diffraction or diffraction in some other context? Mm-hmm. So, so building all that up um, and making it more easy for people to pull in citation metadata into a Wikipedia article. So just as with the things I talked about earlier, like somebody's web address or Twitter name or the authority control identifiers, if you want to cite an academic paper in Wikipedia, do you really need to copy and paste or type the name of the paper, the name of each author, the name of the journal, the DOI or the uh, other reference or URL for that paper? Or should you just be able to say, it's the one that Wikidata calls this identifier and just type in that number and the software will bring all that information from Wikidata and put it into Wikipedia for you? You'd think that was a straightforward thing to do, but some people are opposed to it. Some people have reservations about it and want to see it happen, but want to, to test it more. And some of us would like to see it happen a lot more. So we need to have the typical Wikipedia, Wikimedia conversations about how do we approach it? Where is the consensus? How do we deal with the outlying issues and, and concerns people have? But we're moving towards having these sorts of things happen uh, uh, and starting to trial them in different places. And when you think of the volume of material that we're talking about, and the limited number of people who are dealing with all this, the more we can automate routine things, the better it has to be for everybody in the long term. Mm -hmm. I'm mindful that not everybody agrees with me on this and, and that we have to bring those people along with us, of course. Yeah, that's, that's how it works in the project. Uh, you have a, a brilliant idea and there are always some people opposing it. And then you have to talk. Yes. That there are meetings for. I see you have been at Wiki Arabia in 2015. Yes, that was delightful. I was invited to go to Tunisia to speak about my work with museums. Uh, I presume most of your listeners will know what GLAM is, Galleries, Libraries, Archives and Museums. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of work in that field. Uh, and uh, I was asked to go out for the Wiki Arabia conference, but to go a couple of days early and come back a couple of days late so that I could have some small meetings with people from museums and organizations and indeed appear on Tunisian radio while I was over there. Uh, at that time, I was Wikimedian in residence with the Royal Society of Chemistry. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, just talk about this. I'll talk about that in a moment. But um, okay. when I went to Tunisia, I, I said to the Royal Society of Chemistry, I'm going to Tunisia, uh, actually to Tunis to begin with, uh, and I know that the Royal Society of Chemistry has a members group in Tunis. 
my airfare is already paid for. If you would like me to go and speak to the group in Tunis, you will have to pay for an extra night in a hotel, but all the other expenses are covered. And they readily agreed to do that. So I went a day early and I spent a day working for the Royal Society of Chemistry, talking to um, university student chemists about, about working with Wikipedia for chemistry subjects. And then I transferred to working for the Wiki Arabia people and did some, some help for them meeting with people. Then I went and spoke at the conference and we, we were uh, remarkably well treated. The hospitality was superb and it, it's an absolutely beautiful country. I'd suggest people visit it if they can. And then I did a little bit more work back in Tunis uh, with more meetings and, as I say, a radio interview. And then I came home to have a rest. And did you uh, uh, heard some talks on, on this Wiki Arabia? Yes, most of the talks were in English because the people there were from a variety of different countries. So some of them spoke Arabic, some spoke Egyptian, some spoke Farsi, some like the Tunisians had, actually had a first language of uh, Tunisian French. So they decided to hold most of the conversa conversations and presentations in English. Um, when there was a presentation in Arabic, somebody would usually come and sit next to me and not necessarily translate the whole talk, but give me an idea of what was being discussed and, and the key points. Um, mm -hmm. And it was also a good opportunity to catch up on my emails and do a little bit of Wikipedia editing. Yeah, because uh, I see that Wiki Arabia uh, was held uh, every year since then and the next will be on... 20, October 23rd till 25th? In Cairo, is, yes. I, I'm hoping to go back, but that's not confirmed yet. Mm. So I'm, I may be speaking there again this time about Wikidata, but we'll have to wait and see whether we can uh, confirm all the arrangements. Yeah, that, it's really exciting to see that in different parts of the world there are uh, regional events. It's not only the Wikimania, what is the, the worldwide event, but it's also the Wikicon in the German language countries and uh, Wikicon uh, North America and Wiki Arabia and so on. Yes, there, there are an increasing number of these and that's very important for a number of reasons. Uh, Wikimania is fantastic and, and I really um, support it and I would urge people to go to that as well but not everybody can it, it can be expensive you have to have time off work obviously uh, not just for the event but for the travel um, and some people have visa issues so in Canada there were a number of countries that people had difficulty getting from in order to go to Wikimania um, the same when we had it in London in 2014 Next year, it's in South Africa, so hopefully that will be better for people. But but it can be difficult to attend Wikimania for some people. So having more regional conferences uh, and also having thematic conferences. So we have a Wikidata conference coming up, and there are conferences about diversity and conferences about um, minority languages and conferences about science and about education in Wikipedia and so on. Uh, this gives more people the chance to attend and enables smaller issues to be discussed in more detail, which is also a good thing. Um, one of my passions also is working with Wikipedians around the world um, who edit the projects in their own languages. So I'm a typical Englishman and I only speak English, for which I'm deeply ashamed. Um, but I like to help people in other countries in, in any way that I can to improve the Wikipedias in their languages uh, or indeed to help the people in this country to improve Wikipedias in other languages by uh, collaborating in all the things that don't actually require me to speak those languages. So whether it's helping them to source images or deal with technical issues around templates or understanding Wikidata, which is a multilingual project, or simply introducing people with similar interests. So introducing people in Canada who are working with the indigenous population, the so-called Canadian Indians, if you will, to the people in Australia who are working with uh, the Aboriginal people down there. They're indigenous populations because they have similar issues to deal with and can benefit from some of the same tools and techniques. And I have the privilege of having gone to some of these countries to appear at events, met the relevant people, kept in touch with them. And if I can put people together and help them to work together then I like to think I've made a contribution, even if I don't speak the indigenous languages. Mm -hmm. um, you said you've been a Wikimedian in residence, and uh, as, far as I understood, you have been it several times. Yes, I, I believe that I've done it in more different places than anybody else has. So some people have done it 
uh, longer in one place. Uh, some people have done it full time uh, for a year or more. Uh, but I think I've had more different hosts. So I'm currently Wikipedian in residence with ORCID, which is an organization that issues a persistent identifier for individuals who contribute to academic or scientific literature or create some other form of content. So, of course, that includes people who write Wikipedia or Wikidata. Uh, I'm currently doing some work as Wikimedian in residence with the Physiological Society, which is a learned society based in London for people who study physiology. Uh, and we have an editathon on October the 13th in London, which is advertised online. Uh, and I'm doing some work with a group called the History of Modern Biomedicine Research Group, which is a very long name at <laughs> Queen Mary University in London, uh, where they've um, interviewed people who were involved in uh, pioneering medical research over the past, well, over the past century almost, uh, and they've published uh, oral histories of, that they've developed from working with these people. And I'm writing Wikipedia biographies about those people and creating Wikidata items about them and their publications. But I've done it with, as I mentioned, the Royal Society of Chemistry in the past. I've been Wikipedian in residence with a number of museums and art galleries and other organisations as well. Hmm. Some uh, um, some people listening to us might do not know what a Wikipedian or Wikimedian in residence is doing. Okay. Well, first of all, to explain the two different words, a Wikipedian is somebody who works on Wikipedia, and a Wikimedian is somebody who works on Wikipedia or the sister projects like Wikidata, Wikimedia Commons, Wikispecies, uh, Wikiversity, Wikivoyage, and so on. There are about a dozen or more of the other projects. Uh, and the difference really is academic because when you're a Wikimedian or a Wikipedian in residence, you work on all those projects. But sometimes people understand Wikipedian more because they know Wikipedia. So it's easier to persuade them to have a Wikimedian in residence with that title than calling it a Wikimedian in residence. But to all intents and purposes, the two job titles refer to the same job. The actual role... Uh, is very varied. So every time I've been a Wikimedian in residence, it has been different. But I always say that there is a menu, and the menu includes some strategic help. So talking to the management team of the organization about why are you doing this? What are you hoping to get out of it? Uh, what do you think the Wikimedia community wants from you? What do you want from the Wikimedia community? How are we going to handle that? How are we going to do risk management? Uh, how much money or time or resource do we have? How many people are going to work on this? And just plotting out how it's going to work. So sometimes people come to me and say, we have this project already defined. And sometimes they come to me and say, this sounds like an interesting idea. Can you help us to define the project? And that's mm -hmm. in itself is quite an interesting task. Then I deliver staff training. So I teach the people at the organization how to edit Wikipedia and Wikidata and the other projects. Um, Sometimes I do it a little bit. Sometimes I do it a lot of the time with lots of people. When I was with the Royal Society of Chemistry, I think I trained over a hundred people over the course of a year. Then, do you do you turn them into Wikipedians? Um, sometimes the percentage is quite small, but what you do turn them into is people who understand Wikipedia, and hopefully into advocates for Wikipedia. So. Some of them go home and they use their account and you can see that they keep editing. Some of them probably go home and create a new account because they want an account that isn't associated with their work colleagues and their professional life. And anecdotally, I know some people who have, have gone away from my training, created a new account, and now they edit at home about their personal interests and their hobbies rather than about their work. But some of them are just people who, when somebody says, oh, Wikipedia is no good, we'll go, oh, no, that's not true. I know how it works, and I know that things are referenced, and I know you can correct errors. And some of them will be people who don't go home every day thinking, I'm going to edit Wikipedia this evening for three hours. But when they're working on and looking at Wikipedia and see something that is wrong, even if it's just a spelling error, they know how to go and fix it. And they might even do that without logging in. So we don't see that the same person has made the edit, but it's still a useful contribution. So you have this, this spread of people that you've trained who are doing different things at different levels of intensity, but at least they all understand how Wikipedia works when they didn't before. That's great. 
Thank, thank you. you for doing this. Thank you. So after staff training, the next thing I do as a Wikipedian in residence is to help them to run public events like the Editathon I mentioned that's coming up at the Physiological Society. So I help them to find a venue, think about practical issues like uh, is there going to be catering and is there enough Wi-Fi and where can people plug in laptops and how do we advertise it? And I help them to do that. And then on the day, I help them to run the event and meet and greet people and, again, do some training for the attendees who might be people from the organization or its audience or they might be fellow Wikipedians who are interested in the subject of the Editathon. Uh, and after the event, I keep an eye on all the things that have been written or edited to make sure they were done properly. So if we have new editors, maybe they've made some mistakes or left things incomplete, and I go in and tidy up uh, and help them by answering their queries over the following weeks or months. So I always give people my contact details so they can keep in touch. So and then, a, men a, mentor, a mentor? Yes, a, 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 informally, but yes. Um, and then another thing I sometimes do as a Wikimedian in residence is to help the organization to donate media or data. So they might say, we have a thousand photographs that you can upload to Wikimedia Commons, which is what the History of Modern Biomedicine Research Group have done. Or they might say, like Ted did when I was Wikipedian in residence with Ted, here is a spreadsheet with the data about all the people who've given TED Talks and about all the talks. You can put that on Wikidata. We'll release it under a public domain license, and you can have all this lovely data to link into existing data. So now if we have a, a taxonomist who's well-known or a politician or somebody who's given a TED Talk, as well as all the things I mentioned earlier, like where they studied and who they were married to, you can see how many TED Talks they've given and which TED Talks and what topics they talked about. Mm -hmm. So so we do that for lots of people, but that's one example. Um, and then there are other things I do around the edges. So in every case, I look at what the organization has to offer and how it fits in with other Wikipedia projects. So when I was at the Royal Society of Chemistry, we wanted to do something with Wikiquote, which doesn't usually get a lot of attention from Wikimedians in residence. So what does Wikiquote? Wikiquote is a project that has quotations from notable people or about notable subjects. So things that are profound or humorous or historically significant. Mm -hmm. I have a dream. Um, the lights, the lamps have gone out all over Europe. The Iron Curtain has descended across Europe, whatever it might be, th things from history. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And we, we collate those uh, by topic and by person. So with the Royal Society of Chemistry, we wanted to have more quotes about chemistry so we ran a competition in the membership magazine and invited people to email us quotes that weren't already in Wikiquote. And we gave some prizes to the people who found the best quotes and the funniest quotes. And then we put all the entries onto Wikiquote to improve the content there. So every time I do a residency, I look at all the Wiki projects and I say, how can we help this project or that project with what we're doing? Great. <laughs> it's fun. I, I don't yeah. feel like I go to work. I feel like I, I play all day because this is such a wonderful thing to do and it's so um, rewarding and enjoyable. How long are you a Wikimedian resident? Uh, I, I did my first residence in 2011. So I've been, <coughs> been doing it for over six years now. Um, and how long does a single Wikimedian residence last? They vary greatly. The longest one was with the Royal Society of Chemistry, which was a year part-time. Uh, oh, wow. or, or indeed, the one I'm currently doing with ORCID, I've been for about three years now. But that's a very occasional thing. So I don't do that one day a week. I do a little bit here and there when they need me to do something hmm. uh, or where something occurs to me. I have a very free hand as to, to how I deploy my time with them. Um But that, that's, as I say, it's been about three years, over three years now. Hmm. And sometimes it's a, a week-long project or it's five days spread over a couple of months. So hmm. uh, they really do vary. No two are the same in the pattern of work as well as in the content. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's get back to your real life beside Wikimedia Project, how is it possible to, to be a Wikimedia in residence? Uh, are you a freelancer? Yes. Uh, I, w I, I used to work, as I said earlier, as a web manager. Hmm. And in 2011, just around the time I did my first residency, uh, I quit my job and decided I wanted to go freelance. And I thought I would do a little bit of Wikipedia-related stuff 
and a lot of stuff around managing people's websites and helping people to improve their websites. Uh, and it turned out to be the other way around. Nearly everything I do now is related to Wikipedia or Wikimedia projects. So sometimes it's just going and doing some staff training for an organization. I, I wouldn't call myself a Wikimedian in residence in that case. They simply pay me to go and do a talk or deliver some training because they want their staff to understand it. And I spend a lot of time then teaching them about conflict of interest and uh, paid editing and what the rules are and how not to do things wrong and to be very open because there are some bad people who will do bad things or teach them to do bad things. And uh, as a Wikimedian, first and foremost, I see it as my place to, to stop that and to do the opposite. So I only work with legitimate clients and I try to teach them best practice Mm-hmm. But, but that's where that's where I earn my living, mostly doing that. Sometimes it's writing about it, so people pay me to write a wiki, a magazine or a blog article about Wikipedia for them, for their staff or their members or for some other purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I manage to feed myself. I earn enough money for that. So uh, you one of uh, those few people that can live from Wikipedia? Mostly. I, I do some other stuff as well. I mean, I, I don't think I'd like to say it was my full-time occupation. Yeah. I still do a little bit of web stuff and I do some other sorts of IT training and some other writing. Uh, but one of the reasons why I, I quit my job and went freelance was I wanted some more variety. Mm. And I, know, I know some people that uh, dream of uh, doing what you are doing, but they didn't get it, they didn't manage to get paid for this. Yes, well, it's not easy. I mean, I mean um, mm. sometimes with the residences I found, I found a source of funding and then I've gone to a museum or an organization and said, look, there is some money here. I'll help you to write a bid. When you get the money for the bid, if you're successful, you can employ me to deliver it. And sometimes I spent some time doing that and then the bid was failed and we, we didn't get the money and the work stopped or the work never started even. Um, and sometimes people have come to me and said, we have some money, we'll pay you. We just want you to do this. I, I'm, I have a reputation. People know how to find me. If they search online for somebody who can do this sort of work, they'll find me. Uh, and it's my pleasure to deliver that. And uh, all the time, as I say, I, I consider myself a Wikimedian first and foremost. So I help them as much as I can, but I help them to help Wikipedia and to help Wikidata and the other projects. Mm -hmm. um, do you have still contact with all the um, organizations where you've been a Wikimedian in residence? To a greater or lesser extent. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say none of the projects so far have been a complete disaster. Some have worked better than others, and some of them we haven't achieved everything we set out to, but that in itself is a learning uh, exercise. But I, I have some relationship with them all, and, and if they need another session of help from me they, they can come and ask me for it or if they just want a quick question answering they'll send me an email and I'll answer it I, I, uh, I don't spend a lot of my time doing that but I'm happy to do it when they need me sometimes they will just send me some more data and say you know all that data we uploaded here's a little bit more and I'll pass it on or I'll upload it myself um, because it doesn't take me very long and it's not worth trying to charge for you know I, I don't see why I should do that but um There have been a few organizations who have said to me, we really like the work you did last year. We want you to come and do some more. Uh, and so they like me enough to have me back, which is a good endorsement. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, uh, it was Gerion Kalko who uh, suggested me to uh, ask you to... Uh, create a uh, Wikijabber uh, episode and he uh, uh, he said the main point about you is the wiki voice uh, the voice intro project can you talk about that yes and it's very kind of him to to, to raise that um, a few years ago I was at a Wikimedia glam event at the British Library with people from all over Europe if not all over the world uh, and um, after the event being English we all went to the pub for a good English beer Mm -hmm. uh, and we were sitting talking and we were talking about uh, audio on Wikipedia and how we could get more recordings of things like machinery and alarm clocks and um, birdsong and things like that. And I said, we should have recordings of people's voices so we know what they sound like. Mm -hmm. we, we, we all know what um, 
President Kennedy sounds like or uh, Helmut Kohl or whatever. But in, in time, people will forget that. Uh, and there is no free way to access it. You know, some of the material is copyright and can't be reused. Uh, and there are lots of people that we write about on Wikipedia where there is no publicly available audio of them speaking because they've never been on television or radio. And then we carried on drinking our beer and ordering food and, and doing whatever else you do when you're out with your friends. But on the train on the way home the next day, I started to think more about this and, and how good it would be. So I wrote a blog post setting out uh, the reasons why I wanted specifically to record the voices of people who have Wikipedia articles uh, and what they should say as a minimum because if they want to talk more, they can. But at the very minimum, we need them to say something like this. If, if I was doing it, I would say, hello, my name is Andy Mabbott. I was born in Birmingham, England, and I've been a Wikipedia editor since 2003. So what you have there is me saying hello, which sounds nice and friendly to start with. Then I say my name, and the way somebody pronounces their name is canonically the correct pronunciation. If I try to pronounce your name, I will probably make a mistake. And if you try to pronounce mine, it will certainly be different to the way I pronounce it. So if we get people to say their own name, then nobody can argue with the pronunciation. And then, because that would be very short on its own, we get them to say a little bit more about themselves, which disambiguates them. You know, it's Andy Mabbott, the Wikipedia editor, and not Andy Mabbott, the astronaut or the brain surgeon or whatever. Uh, and it, it fills it out with a few more um consonants and vowels so you get an idea of what they sound like and then we put those audio clips onto wikimedia commons and include them in the wikipedia articles about the people mm. uh, and after i'd written this blog post i immediately asked a couple of people i knew had wikipedia articles to make recordings to sort of seed the project and to get it started and they very kindly did so and then we started to ask more people to do it by um, simply emailing people who we knew had an article and we had an email address for them or asking them on Twitter or Facebook uh, or asking friends of friends. Uh, and I started going to talks at my local universities and libraries when the speaker had a Wikipedia biography and asking people, can you just step into a quiet area and say this two or three sentences that takes 10 seconds? So if you say to somebody, I want to make a video and I want to interview you, they have to comb their hair and get it dressed in smart clothing, and it can take an hour or two, like this podcast has taken over half an hour so far. Mm -hmm. But if you ask them to just say what I said earlier, their name and where they're from and, and what they do, they can do it in 10 seconds, and then they can go away and forget it. And if they want to do it themselves or they want to do it on the internet, they can do it while they're wearing their dressing gown with their hair in curlers. So you're not asking them for so much of their time when they're busy, famous people. And I started to get some interest in this project, and I asked Wikimedia UK for a grant. Wikimedia UK is the uh, franchise of the Wikimedia Foundation in Great Britain who supports Wikimedia users, um, and they have a funding scheme. So I asked them to spend some money on a handheld audio recorder, and I now go to events with that and get better quality recordings. Uh, and then um, I wrote to a guy called Stephen Fry. And for those of your readers who don't know this, he's a, quite a famous actor in uh, the UK. Uh, he's probably known internationally, certainly in the English-speaking world. He's a comedian, author, actor, television presenter, and bon viveur and wit. Uh, and I know also that he's very interested in geeky things and new technology, and he blogs about IT sometimes as well. So I asked him if he would record his voice for us, which he kindly did. Uh, and then I said to him, will you tweet about having just done it, which he kindly did. And it was three and a half weeks before the next day that somebody didn't retweet him tweeting about it. So it was very popular. It went all around the world. We had a lot of press attention. Uh, and we had a few more recordings supplied as a result of that. Unfortunately, we didn't get as many as I hoped we would. But we still now have hundreds of people who have supplied recordings in various languages. So we have them in English and German and Dutch and French and Italian and a couple in Arabic and a lot in Russian and some in Ukrainian and some in other languages. But we're always looking for more. So if you or your uh, listeners know somebody who has a Wikipedia article in any language, it doesn't matter which it is, or indeed if they're on Wikidata but not yet in Wikipedia, 
ask them please to make that little short recording in whichever languages they're comfortable speaking so they can do it in more than one language and then they can upload the recording to Wikimedia Commons and add it to the Wikipedia article or and to the Wikidata item. Uh, and uh, I see you already have the web address for this project where people can read more about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, sound recording today is not a problem because everyone is, is having a smartphone. Exactly. It's very easy to do. The most important thing is not so much the piece of equipment you use, because as you say, most smartphones can do this now. It's to find somewhere a little bit quiet. So mm. if you have conversation in the background, even if you just take six steps away from it or go into a stairwell or a hallway, and if you're outdoors to get out of the wind or to put your mobile device into a sock while you do the recording, just yeah, down the window. Yeah, I should put this on the on the uh, project page. Thank you. Instruction. Yes, so yes, I should do. You're right. I'll have a think about that. Um, but yes, it's very easy to do because it doesn't take much time. It's very quick. Uh, you can have two attempts at it. If they make a mistake the first time, you can do it again. It only takes seconds. Uh, and then you can go to Wikipedia and see lots of articles with this on already. As I say, Stephen Fry is one. Um, there are lots more. And over the coming years, when these people are no longer with us, we will at least still have a record of what they sounded like that is free to reuse. And some of them have never been on radio or television still. So this, it's the only online recording of somebody's voice. Yeah, but this is a great idea. It's, uh, it's fantastic yeah, because pictures are everywhere, but sound uh, examples are, are rarely to, to get. And so, and then it's uh, well um, tagged. So it's uh, information about what sound is to be heard. And ah, great! Ah, it's uh, I really want. I'm going to uh, tell everyone about this project. <laughs> Thank you very much. One of the things I'm really proud of is that one of the people who recorded his voice for us is an astronaut who walked on the moon. Ah, okay. So you, there aren't very many of those. So to get one of them to agree to do it was really special. Uh, down on this page is the links providing your org I orchid ID. Orchid ID. Orchid spelt like ID. the flower. Orchid. orchid oh, sorry, D. pronounced like the flower, spelt without the H. Um, <laughs> so, so, so what is that? Th this is the one I mentioned earlier. This is an identifier for people who make contributions to academic or scientific journals or write newspaper or magazine articles or indeed create any sort of content. So if you... Um, put up a poster at a scientific exhibition or you're a scriptwriter on television or film or you're a music composer or a musician in a band or you produce any sort of work that you want to associate with your name you can register yourself for an orchid id uh, let's suppose that you have three people in your sphere of work let's say you're a nuclear physicist and there are three people called bill smith how do you tell which one wrote this particular paper Well, if they put their ORCID ID on the paper, it uniquely identifies them in the same way that an ISBN uniquely identifies a book or a DOI uniquely identifies an article. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you have somebody who is called Bill Smith in one journal, but the editor of another journal refers to them as William Smith or W. Smith, oh, yeah. or you have a Chinese person whose name is transliterated into English using different letters in different journals, then it says they're the same person because they have the same ORCID ID. And uh, there are already about three and a half million people who've registered like this. Um, a number of very important publishers like Nature and the Royal Society and the Royal Society of Chemistry uh, and many more besides are now either requiring people to supply an ORCID ID when they submit a paper or at least recommending that they do or sometimes they require one for the lead author. If there are 10 authors, at least one has to provide an ORCID ID. Uh, and some funding bodies are starting to require people to submit an ORCID ID when they apply for funding, so they can then see what is published as a result of that funding. Um, and as I said earlier, people who edit Wikipedia or write items on Wikidata can also register for an ORCID ID and use that ID on their user page to show that they're the same person who works in this academic sphere and writes about the same subject. You don't have to do that if you wish to preserve privacy, but if you want to associate your identity, you can do. Uh, ORCID is an open source project. 
uh, and it's completely free to register. And registration will take you about 30 seconds. It's simply a small web form where you put some details about yourself. And uh, what is uh, the, the link between Orchidkite and uh, Wikipedia? Well, we obviously have identifiers on Wikipedia articles. So we already had Viaf and ISNI and Researcher ID and Internet Movie Database uh -huh. and Music Brains. And Orchid is another one of those identifiers. So where we know that somebody we write about in Wikipedia or one of the sister projects uh, has an Orchid ID, we put the Orchid ID into Wikidata, and then with all the other identifiers, we transclude it from Wikidata and put it on the Wikipedia article or the article on another project. Yeah, I was a little confused. I thought it had something to do with the Wikipedia editors that they use in Orchid. Yeah, well, well, an editor can use one as well. So you can put hmm. one on your user page using a template that's specially made for that. Uh, to show that, you, that you're the same person. So suppose you're a, a biologist and you write Wikipedia articles about the area of biology that you studied. And on your user page, you want to say, I am the person who has published all these papers and I have some knowledge of this subject. And if you want to ask me questions, you can ask me questions about it. Or this is my, um, this is my bona fide, my credentials. You can put your ORCID ID on your Wikipedia page And on your ORCID profile, you can say my Wikipedia username is whatever the username is. And this bilateral link confirms that the two things are operated by the same person. Yeah, uh, I was uh, um, talking now about this because I often uh, see discussions from, by, uh, from Wikipedia editors about... Uh, Uh, who writes what in Wikipedia? Who's uh, uh, who's the owner of the article, or who? Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. I, I don't think people should own articles, but sometimes you want to know: Did the person who write this really understand the subject? Have they have they got a background in this field, or are they just somebody who's copied something, or, or not copied, but sourced something from a couple of academic papers that they perhaps didn't understand? And sometimes you just want to find somebody and say, well, you're an expert on this. Can you explain what this term means to me? Because I want to put it into a Wikipedia article, but I'm not sure how to express it. So it can be useful for that as well. And sometimes somebody who writes articles on Wikipedia uh, needs to show to their employer that, you know, you asked me to do some outreach and here's the Wikipedia article I wrote as a result of that. So we have students who write Wikipedia articles as part of their assignments and we have professional scientists where they get funding and the funders say, uh, at the end of this research, you have to do something to tell the public about this area of work. Obviously, we don't want people publishing original research, but if they can write a Wikipedia article about the general subject, um, then it's a legitimate way to show to their uh, colleagues or their employers or their managers that this is what I did with the time. I spent my time writing a Wikipedia article to explain to the general public what it is we do or what it is we're researching. You know, we have lots of physicians who write medical articles and maybe they want to show their colleagues, these are the articles I wrote and th this is my identity and I can confirm it that it's me and not somebody else with the same name. Mm. Uh, it's interesting that you uh, know um, scientists who uh, really want to identify themselves uh, writing in Wikipedia because mostly when I hear about that uh, uh, scientists writing in Wikipedia, they want to hide their identity because it has come can have negative negative um, um, uh, negative consequences. Consequences, yes. yes. Um, I think that's true in some cases, uh, but I think that the um, attitudes are changing and more and more people in um, academia or in the professions are realizing that Wikipedia is a good way to make the public more informed about things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, You know, you do your research, you publish your original research in an academic journal and all your peers in the profession and all your students read it and understand it, hopefully, and agree with you. But the people that you meet on the bus or that's in the supermarket or, you know, at a football match don't know what you do. Uh, and maybe you, you want them to know how better to look out for their health or to um, 
treat a dangerous weed killer that they have in their garden shed or something. And so putting something into Wikipedia about the general field, not necessarily about your own work or, or promoting yourself, because that's very much not what people should do. But if you want to just tell the world what it is that you, you work on, uh, and what the field is about, then contributing to Wikipedia is a good thing. And we need experts, whether they're scientists or whether they're um, uh, humanities researchers and historians or whether they're um, medical people or art curators in, and people in museums uh, or air traffic controllers or um, any, anything, any sphere of work you can think of that there is a Wikipedia article about, we need the inside knowledge from people who, who have an understanding of it. We want them to contribute and we should make things easy for them if they wish to contribute. So it's, uh, it's about an hour that we talk now. I think so. <laughs> it's so fast. That I think I'm thirsty and I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have to talk about your username. I, I do pigs on the wing. It's uh, Schweiner auf der uh, auf dem Flügel in German. What does that mean? Okay, well, um, it's a reference to an English idiom that pigs might fly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, if you want to say um, Donald Trump will become a kind and generous man, but only after pigs fly. Ah, okay. No? okay yeah. So it means something is either impossible or exceeding unlikely. Uh, but mm -hmm. also, more literally, it's a reference to a song of the same title. Ah, there's a song about this. Ah, yes, okay. and I will leave it as an exercise to your listeners to go to Wikipedia and look it up and find out which band made the song and what it's about. Yep. Okay. <laughs> go to Wikipedia, Absolutely. that's right. It's four words, and so put the spaces back in. Mm -hmm. And um, you are into music? Yes. Um, the, the band in question is a band I've written books about. Mm -hmm. uh, and I used to edit a fanzine for about 10 years about the same band. Okay. And I've, now I can't uh, tell you what that band that is because I've already said people have to go find out for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, there, but there's no no uh, free licensed music from then, so I will look, go to a, a music free music archive and look for similar music. And because I play on, at the end of every episode a piece of free licensed music to show the people that there's stuff like this. Good. I'll look forward to uh, hearing what you choose and seeing whether I approve. I, I should also say, by the way, that Pigs on the Wing is my Twitter name. So if people want to contact me to ask me questions, they can either leave a message on my Wikimedia user page, or if they don't want to do that, they can tweet at me. Or at Facebook. Or indeed, I'm on Facebook, yes. But that's just mm -hmm. for friends, so they might not get through. Ah, okay. Okay. So Twitter is the best. Place. Yes. So thank you very much. That's been my pleasure. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I mm -hmm. hope to see you in Germany sometime. Hope to see you somewhere in the world. Absolutely, somewhere. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you.